Hey everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. I'm your other host, Derek Halpin. Possibly your your final time hearing me say that as your other host. Because theoretically, for all future episodes, wouldn't I be a guest? Hey, you'll How does that work? You'll always be a host in my heart. Also, we're really assuming that everybody saw that tweet that we sent out. So for somebody, they're like, what the fuck? They've been gone for two months and Derek just said this is the end? We're coming in hot. This this is my last official episode as a co-host of Predetermined to Pro Wrestling Hangout. Why? I'm going to, I'm going to prison <laughs> starting next week. <laughs> I intentionally gave a lot of people COVID-19. And the new administration coming in said that's enough, Derek. You were part of the old administration, so it makes sense that you're headed that way. <laughs> I, like Rudy Giuliani, was sweating paint the other day <laughs> when I got the news that they, they were pulling the plug on my time as a, a pro wrestling podcast host. No, I am uh, not going to prison. <clears throat> I didn't get kicked off the show. Uh, my contract did not expire. I am uh, officially, for those who have not heard the news, I'm a papa now. I'm a dad. I am a dad to a, a six-week-old son at this point. I think five, six weeks. Yeah. And you named my him after was... a pro wrestler. I did not name him after a pro wrestler. No, I heard that you did. People think that. Who did you hear that from? I mean, you hear things. Who did... <laughs> You hear things, but who did you hear them from? I don't know. It was here, here or there. A small wrestler from Georgia who thinks the earth is flat. Is that who told you that? <laughs> no, I did not my, name my son after AJ Styles. No, my son is named AJ. Um, we went back and forth for a little while, me and, and the mother, uh, my girlfriend, Megan. And uh, I, I am a, a fan of a lot of things besides pro wrestling, one of which being baseball. And my favorite baseball player of all time is AJ Pierzynski. So I threw out the name AJ, and she liked it. And then I had to come up with uh, some uh, actual. I see. I didn't want to jip the kid. They they gave me the option on his birth certificate of just putting the letters A and J on there, and I felt like, well, that's mean. I'm giving him two letters and two pieces of punctuation, and saying that's your name, kid. Roll out there. No. I uh, named my son Aaron James, Aaron James Halpin, and uh, got a beautiful, healthy little little baby boy. I'm a dad now, so things have changed. I uh, officially got this in the mail from the U.S. government the other day. This is a uh, dad jokes book. They sent this to me, and I have to know it front to back by uh, next week. I feel like Carrot Top because the audience isn't going to be able to see that, but Garrett really got it. <laughs> I think Garrett was really blown away that I pulled an actual dad jokes book in the frame like a prop. Do you – so, okay, now that you're a dad – do you have a lot more respect for Dan the dad? I mean, I've always had nothing but respect for Dan the dad. How do you, I mean, how do you not have respect for a man who, against other adults and possibly other fathers, has no problem taking off the belt and issuing discipline mid-match well, and getting well, upset when his beverage has been spilled? I mean, do you have a whole new respect for him? Like, is there, yeah. does he hit on a whole new level for you? I mean, by, by law, I think he has to become my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> I think he does. Who's your second favorite dad wrestler? 
Arn Anderson. <laughs> What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Is being a dad Arn's gimmick? I, I mean, look at him. I can't think Wasn't of a being guy. a dad like Dusty's gimmick before he passed away. No, his He's gimmick was no, his gimmick was being a son. <laughs> oh, that's true of a plumber. <laughs> Good call. Uh, hey, yeah. Also. So, uh, See, I feel bad. I, I, I should have. I didn't, haven't had time to pick up a claw in a while. Actually, for the time being, I have given up consuming alcoholic beverages, and I have not had one in a couple of months. Man, we disappear for two months, and I don't even know you anymore. That's that's such bullshit. You want to hear a dad joke? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead and hit us with one. Uh, why didn't the dog want to wrestle? He was a boxer. I thought it what was going to be make... because he was in Roman Reigns' yard. <laughs> what cats make good bowlers? Alley cats. Did you go out of your way to pick out ones that like tie back into wrestling? No, I, I literally threw a, a, a bookmark on a random page and decided to pull up from that. What do Michael Jordan and a turkey have in common? Uh, you've already nailed two wrestling ones with Alley Cat and the dog wrestling thing. This better have an answer that I can tie back into wrestling somehow. They're both known for stuffing. Gobbledygookers, 30th anniversary. Yep. And Mick Foley will stuff a sock in your throat. That's <laughs> the only wrestling tie I can come up with. Uh, yeah, you know, this is, uh, this has been a long time coming, Garrett. So uh, if this is my last uh, episode as a, as a regular co-host here, can we, can we do this uh, intro right one more time? What do you want me to do? I want you to say the thing. You want me to say hit our goddamn music? I do. Actually, yeah. off the top of your head, can you can you hum our music? Once again, thank you to Josh Hendricks. Thank you. <laughs> the Hans Zimmer endorsed entrance music for us. I hope that he did play it, it for Hans. I hope that's what got him the job. <laughs> Hans was going through the rest of his catalog of shit and was like, all this other stuff's okay. Well, okay, play me the last thing you got. And he played that and he was like, job's yours, man. <laughs> that's good stuff. So are you going to, are you going to be sad? That we're not doing this every week together now? 
I'm going to be sad not to necessarily be talking about wrestling with you every week. The the sad the saddest part. I don't know if a lot of people. I don't even, I, honestly. I don't even know if in the long history the what were we at two and a half three years on this sh- coming up on three years I think yeah coming up on three years of doing the show I don't think we've ever really discussed how this came about as an idea but there was a time period a few years ago where you and I would stay in touch and um but we didn't really have like a routine well then we started kind of getting into a routine where like once a week we would, one of us would call the other and we would talk for like an hour and a half two hours and we would catch up but we it seemed like what we were doing primarily is we would spend like an hour plus just catching up on WWE and talking about wrestling and then I think it dawned on you. It was like, well, if we're already talking about it over the phone, we might as well record it and turn it into a podcast. And then I think, uh, God, we started at the end of January 2018. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. God damn, man. We've done a lot. We have, I don't know how much we've done. We've had a lot of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> we have done no, a lot. we have. We have. To, um, if you consider the number of hours of content that we have provided the masses primarily it's just ourselves jerking ourselves off with a microphone on not literally but figuratively the literally you have to go to our only fans page <laughs> <laughs> unless somebody wants to write one one more fan fiction before i'm officially off the team you still have time um we're gonna get a flood yeah. of them after you leave my it didn't dawn on me until about 30 minutes before we started this recording session that there's a possibility that if iTunes hangs on to this for the, for the long haul there's a possibility that one day my son could grow up and see what I was doing in the 2 years and 3 quarters before he was born what I was doing as a hobby and how I I helped get a wrestler to be known as a nickname for semen what would uh you- what are some of your favorite memories over the last few years of doing this? I mean, I, I've been thinking about that all day. Well, you see, and it's weird to kind of put it in that context because it makes it seem like like I'm going away for good and that you'll never hear from me again on here, which is not true. I'm just I'm getting that Undertaker schedule, ironically, the day <laughs> after he retires. <laughs> I'm getting that Undertaker Brock Lesnar schedule. You'll hear from me a couple times a year. Maybe a little bit more if Saudi Arabia wants to pay for me to do this show. So I was gonna say this is this is really just a wrestler retirement. It means nothing. It, You're just go you. It, I, I'm gonna be back. This is not the last time you've heard from me. I, I can tell you that I'm sure that the next time you see something horrifying on the indie scene or through GCW, you're going to say, dude, we have to sit in for a session and watch this and I'll do it. I'm sure I'm going to be able to find an hour or two here or there to make a, make appearances back here. But as far as memories on things, man, that's, that's tough. And I, and I was thinking about it all day. Um, Cause I knew it was going to come up, but in the, in the almost three years that we've done this, one of the first major things we did is you started introducing me to other kinds of wrestling besides WWE. And I had a very limited knowledge of wrestling outside of WWE. I knew a little I knew a little bit about Ring of Honor and I had heard you tell me a bunch of stories from PWG when you lived in Los Angeles. But I remember one of the major things we we did is we went and met Tetsuya Naito 
uh, at Pro Wrestling Tees not too long after we started here. And me being enthusiastic about it and still kind of not knowing how he was a big deal in his own right until I saw the, the packed house at Logan Square Auditorium going absolutely fucking bonkers. As I believe there was like a snowstorm or something going on outside. Oh, was, I, remember I remember it being, being cold winter, as hell. It was a wintry mix and it was cold as hell. Um, and that was sort of my introduction. I, I, I will always look back on this time period. Not, it would be obvious to say fondly, but like we started our podcast at this really nice story arc where we got to watch essentially the conception and, and the, the, the pregnancy and the birth of AEW. <laughs> we also got to watch during that time period a couple people that we saw, like MJF and Orange Cassidy and some of those guys. We got to watch them go from being indie darlings to becoming like <laughs> primetime stars on TNT. Um, shoot, I mean, like, I how many WrestleManias did you attend? While we were doing the show, like was it one or two? While we were doing the show, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think we did the show in my mind. I think all the WrestleMania in New Orleans. Okay, was that the? Okay, yeah, that was that, that was the first one because I put myself through hell that weekend. Yeah, you went through a like a million shows to get to that one. Yes that ended with Brock Lesnar once again beating Roman Reigns and everyone being like, what the fuck? It didn't happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's weird. Uh, right now, I can look back. It, it feels like the quarantine COVID era has lasted fucking forever. <laughs> like, and I know everybody's say, saying that, but especially when it comes to wrestling, like, we're coming back around. I mean, it's, it's, it's WrestleMania season coming up here like we're, we're getting close to that and remember how dramatically affected last year's wrestlemania was by all this well we're coming back around and things still haven't been figured out and likely won't be so are um, you telling me that time. my trip to california to wrestlemania isn't gonna happen that's probably not gonna happen buddy <laughs> unless they can get a vaccine to you quicker than all the others unless you get the <laughs> the trump treatment or whatever um Man, I don't know. There, there. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the night before, or was it the day of, watching our first GCW clips on YouTube after you had already bought tickets for us, and me looking at you like, like, what did you sign us up for? Was like that our the same, first GCW show? Was that the same weekend as getting the all out tickets or all in? Or was that a different weekend altogether? I think it was the same weekend. Because I seem to remember Metal Dave, a character from some of our <laughs> from some of our earlier episodes. He's not just a character; he's also a man. I don't even know if he's still listening to the the podcast. But shout out to Metal Dave. Haven't talked to you in a long time. He was over at my uh, apartment, and I think it was wasn't it the day that we were recording the episode? Yes, about- you're right. About the the GCW show, our first our first death match. That's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So 
Yeah. So we were we were all here using my, using my internet to try to get all in tickets, and we eventually we eventually did. Um. Which and the funny thing is, I remember it's hard to like contextualize things in hindsight sometimes, but we were just looking at it as naively at the time. It was like this is the biggest independent wrestling show of all time, like in a in a fucking box, like as its own thing. Like oh my god, this indie show is happening in a big arena, and n- it never really setting in that like what, like less than a year later that it would just be a full blown promotion. I think that will that's going to be hard to beat as the best show I've ever been to. I just think back on that whole weekend, the Starcast weekend, all the shit we did together then, uh basically just me you and Queen of the Ring hanging out that whole weekend is probably going to be one of my all-time favorite memories of this show. Yeah, I I was that's what I was getting ready to say is that I think there's all in as a show being fun with you and me over there in the corner near the stage and getting to like, we had a great view of everything in that arena and everything seemed so huge. Um, and just the show itself was awesome, but that really that whole weekend was part of the same experience. And it was a lot of fun. What day did we roll into Starcast? Not, not the day that we were actually set up. Cause what day the was all in on a Saturday. All in was, was on, a on a Saturday. Sunday? And we did the thing on a Friday. Friday. So we got to StarCast on Thursday night. And we went to a couple of things. We went to that uh, Botchamania thing. Um, we got our passes. You wouldn't let and me I, go to the, I, the Insane Clown Posse show. Thank God I stand by that. Good job, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and and I think looking back on how much fun it was that Friday. It was the it was the only day and I mean this in the best way possible. It was the only day in the long history of us doing this podcast for 3 years that felt like, "All right, let's go to work." Cuz we woke up bright and early, had to pack up all of our gear, had to go. We were there so early that we basically had our pick of tables, if you recall that. Oh yeah, and we picked right near the door. Right near the door. <laughs> one of the first tables you would come into. And also, that was a good spot, too, because if you picked one of the tables down further down, you were basically so deep into where the lines were going to be for meet and greets that nobody wanted anything to do with you. But we were almost in the lobby where we were. So we felt um, more legitimate was, in the lobby. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, but it, it was so much fun. Uh, being there literally all day from like what six a.m. to like eleven eleven thirty at night. We were definitely the last ones out of there. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like a country music song. We were one of the first there and the the last to leave. Do you think at the end of this episode we should play "Time of Your Life" by Green Day, like the end of Seinfeld? Could, <laughs> couldn't you play that song? Didn't you play that at graduation? Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> Do you have a guitar there? <laughs> I don't know if I remember how to play it. That was embarrassing. I did have to play Time of Your Life by Green Day at our high school graduation. But I think the thing I remember most about that evening is that Great White. Do you remember the band that killed all those people in the club fire? 
Yeah. Yeah. They played our bowling alley that night. This was after they had already killed all those people and were playing the Pittsfield bowling alley. I played to more people that night than they did. That's so wild. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice claim to fame. (laughs) So I want to get back to the, to the uh, all in Starcast nostalgia in a minute, but I got to bring something up because this is a, this is a pretty normal theme on this show. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember how many exactly, out of nowhere, I sent you a couple of pictures of you wearing your top hat with the heartogram on it. I texted those to you. Literally never got a response. And I can only assume that in your mind you were like, if I don't acknowledge it, I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Because in my mind, I was thinking we could totally use these on a future episode. This is the stuff we've been talking about for a long time is that young Garrett had a, a top hat with the uh, the him heartogram logo on it. And I finally found uh, physical evidence of its existence. And I sent it to Garrett and Garrett just ghosted. <laughs> he refused. He ghosted. <laughs> it didn't exist to him. I think we need to get that hat back and put the heartogram patch back on it and let that become part of my regular wardrobe. Again, it's getting another run. I think it deserves another run. The classics come back. <laughs> they do. New metal's going to be coming back any day now, I think. I see AJ Gray promoting Limp Biscuit all the time, so... Speaking of AJ Gray, for some reason, my Twitter is all fucked up. And it only gives me notifications when AJ Gray tweets. Did you sign up for notifications just when he tweets? No. And then it'll, it's basically, I get three notifications. I will get notifications when AJ Gray tweets, whatever. I'll sometimes get them when Alley Cat does it. And th- third, our, our um, podcast account will just send me all of these girls only fans accounts. You should say thank you. Well, I didn't ask for this feature. <laughs> Is it one of those recommended tweet things where it's like this person tweeted something? Have you checked their page out in a while? If yes, that is exactly what's happening and if my phone got me to go to all these only fan accounts as often as it thinks I should, I would be very very broke. <laughs> only fans really took off because of the pandemic didn't it as an extra way to make money we What's really did fans account we really did miss out on an only fans account i feel like we're too late we it's true we could have released those photos of me uh at the that hotel with the white claws oh my god i completely <laughs> forgot about that Yes, there is a secret pictorial of Garrett semi-nude with a white claw box blocking the goods. It's very similar to the Shawn Michaels uh, Playgirl photo spread. Just minus the abs. About the same amount of hair, though. (laughs) Are those deleted or are those still out there? I think I got rid of them. That was smart. (laughs) Because if there was a hacking dump or something... I feel like to protect you, I'd have to be like, just for the record, I took those pictures because it was funny. And they were like, well, what are we, why was he naked in a hotel room with you? I've been your friend for 33 years. Of course, you're going to be naked at some point in a hotel room with me. 
Doesn't mean anything happened. But it doesn't mean that not, but it also doesn't mean (laughs) for the purpose of our OnlyFans, you'll have to pay to find out. (laughs) Um, My dad gets out a credit card, signs up for OnlyFans just to see what What is he doing? (laughs) Stop sucking Derek's dick! (laughs) We're trying to make some money on the side. The podcast itself isn't bringing in anything. Yeah, there's no dough um, coming in. We're pumping these out for free. <laughs> this thing's got to pay for itself somehow. Have you seen the economy lately, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> um, All In Weekend was so much fun. And, and, and I think it's a good opportunity to say that maybe my, my favorite part about doing this podcast, and there's a lot of favorite parts, but maybe my, my favorite part has been all the people we've had the opportunity to meet and kind of connect with and stay in touch with. Like that weekend, obviously we spent a lot of time with, with queen of the ring, but we also got to meet the curtain jerks, um, out of New York. And, uh, that's a relationship that as far as I'm concerned may end up lasting a lifetime with those guys. Uh, just talking wrestling and the episodes that we did with them not too long ago. And, (laughs) <laughs> we were tweeting with him earlier today. Lol. Lol might. And uh <laughs> um we've got a couple we've had a couple of loyal loyal listeners since the beginning and Joey and Dalton have been there with us since the start. Um shit and and, and I think it would be fair to say that we've had listeners that didn't have any real reason to listen other than to be supportive like our friend Brad. Bradley has been listening to us, I think, since day one, and I don't know if he knows a damn thing about professional wrestling, but he puts us on as white noise in the background <laughs> to have. <laughs> um, Some of so my I favorite podcasts that. I use as white noise. For sure. Um, But yeah, we've made a lot of friends, and it's been cool, you know, especially the last couple of years with All In and All Out and Revolution and the birth of AEW we've it's been cool going back when you've been up here and you'll see some of the same faces at these shows or at these conventions and some of the same people are around every time and it's a cliche but the the pro wrestling community when you're able to go to shows mind you it is a little bit of a little bit of a family you got some people that you're not necessarily stoked about seeing but they're there across you across from you at the table and uh some people that you're closer with um queen of the ring's been cool with us since day one so um met her at that uh wrestlemania in new orleans she sat behind me at the progress show yeah yeah she's 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 always been awesome to us and I, i had so much fun with her every time she's been in chicago um what are some other good things i i those are even like the ROH shows that we've been to. We've been to two or three ROH shows that have been a lot of fun. We've had good seats for sitting honestly sitting front row at that ROH uh War of the World show is definitely a highlight. Because that was the night that that was literally the night that we the all in tickets had sold out. And just kind of the, it's just weird how so much of that stuff kind of lines up. Like they picked Chicago to do all in like, I don't, like, I don't know. it's just, it's been a wild ride. And, um, 
it's weird winding down this way, but at the same time, and and I, and I, and you've heard me say this multiple times over the last few months. It's, it's almost appropriate too, because it's been so hard for me to have the same level of enthusiasm for, for wrestling that I normally do. COVID has really knocked the wind out of my sails in that regard. And I, and, and I've gone through waves in the past like this with pro wrestling where I'm really into it and I follow it and I follow all the behind the scenes stuff and I keep watching the shows and then I get burnt out and I dip out for a little bit and then I end up coming back because I always keep one eye on what's going on. And uh, the funny thing is there is stuff going on right now, even in WWE, as much as it's easy to fucking hate that show. Like, I love what they're doing with Roman Reigns right now. It's good fucking shit. Like, that stuff he had with Jey Uso, um, both of those pay-per-views, or both of their matches anyway, was was good shit. And, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Can I disappoint you one? I keep wanting to say one last time, like, you're not going to be back in a few weeks. But <laughs> I know you're going to keep coming back. But yeah, I want to disappoint you in, your, in this episode. You want to disappoint me. Do you know how many times I've disappointed you over the course of these last three years? Not really. I, don't, I think disappoint's a very strong word. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> let me just... I think, I think there have been a lot of times where you have lowered the bar. We'll say that. <laughs> well, in honor of your last co-hosting episode, I... Gave WWE $9.99 to watch Survivor Series last night. Did you really? I did. <laughs> you ponied up? Like, what Like what? What made you do it? Like, what was the, like, okay, I got to buy that pay-per-view? This. Really? That was it. I just knew, like, you know, if Derek's got to go out, he's got to go out talking about WWE one last time. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is this is, like, one of those times where it's, like, I really don't know too much about what happened last night. I know that there was a Paul Bearer hologram because I did see that gif. Dude, I just finished Survivor Series a little bit before we started recording. The last hour of that show was The Undertaker's Goodbye. A full hour? He Well, you had to have all the entrances for his buddies. Everybody got an entrance. Then they showed a video package, came back, everybody was gone, Vince McMahon was in the ring, gotta let him talk for a while. He said WWF, which was kind of crazy. Did he really? He did. What did he say? He said, uh, he talked about The Undertaker being here from WWF up until WWE currently. Wow. Yeah. Vince is looking so they- pretty old. Yeah, I mean he's he's old and it's not a very good person and he's old. Well, when they're wheeling out, when they're bringing out Vince McMahon, they're bringing out Ric Flair. I'm just like, you gotta you gotta put some of these guys away. We can't have all of them here in case a COVID <laughs> outbreak happens. Uh, who else was there for his uh, retirement ceremony? I, I think I saw Kevin Nash was there. Nash, Godfather, Mick Foley, Shane. Um. I know people are screaming at me right now. Why don't you remember this? You just watched it. But uh, 
basically Undertaker had a very long entrance, came out, said it's time for the Undertaker to rest in peace, and then had like another seven minutes of outro, and then it went away. <laughs> Do you think to a certain extent, like that the Undertaker stuff, at least the stuff that WWE's been putting out has been overkill? Just the Undertaker did, portion? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, they did his... They did the, the, the first half of that Broken Skull Sessions interview that he did with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then they did that whole Last Ride documentary, um, which if you watch that start to finish, you get exhausted for his fucking retirement because it becomes clear on, like, episode one or two... Like that he should have been done probably a couple of years ago. Maybe he doesn't want to hear that. I did enjoy the Boneyard match, so I guess in some respects I'm glad it got to that point. Um, but then he has another Stone Cold Steve Austin broken skull thing that's coming out. I think there's another Undertaker documentary coming out on the network soon. And then they did this this special last night from a Survivor Series where it's just like. Fuck, Vince is really having a hard time letting this one go. <laughs> it's it's like, really I, hard to say goodbye, and that's how I feel right now. I know you'll be back, but I still don't want to say goodbye. Do you think that, because like, a lot of people say this, objectively, seriously, for a moment, is Undertaker Vince, Vince McMahon's greatest creation as a character? Did he create Bobby Lashley? <laughs> um, I mean, you're not expecting me to answer. No, that. you don't have to Bobby answer Lashley. that. Bobby Lashley is a man. Bobby Lashley is a fucking man. <laughs> that is. A, is he still with Lana or not? That should be a shirt. I would wear that shirt. Bobby Lashley is a fucking man. And he's in the hurt business. He is a beefy dude. Um, no, uh, Survivor Series last night though. Um, did you get emotional? No. Not I, you're like just like I want to be clear. Not at all. Not even a little bit, Derek. I want that to be. Yeah, I cry a lot. It, it doesn't take much to make me cry. Undertaker's leaving. Yeah, he got me in Florida. When I was in Florida and he fought Roman Reigns and had his like 40 minute goodbye at the end, that one got me. We've had a couple of those since. (laughs) (laughs) Undertaker's farewell tour has been a lot like a kiss farewell tour. You know, he's, you know, it just, it kept coming back. It just keeps going. Would you be shocked if he did one more thing? No, yes and no. No, if it's in like Saudi Arabia. Who's he going to have to fight though? (laughs) That hologram of Paul Bearer. (laughs) He fights Randy Orton. Let Randy Orton just take the guy out. Let me get one last legend. You know, it's funny though. Like every, like I was talking earlier about trying to keep things in context and, and do that in hindsight. I remember... And and if you hear interviews with different wrestlers, there were a lot of guys who thought he was going to be done in the early 2000s. Like, there's some people who thought he was going to be done, like, around 
His match, his first WrestleMania match against Wrestle uh, against Triple H at WrestleMania 17. I think Triple H said that there were rumors at the time that he was going to be hanging him up soon back then, and um, I remember in like 2003, 2004, 2005 when I was really, really like dedicated to watching wrestling and and the, all the behind the scenes stuff. Back then, when I was in high school, um, it felt like man, Undertaker's old. Like he's like Ric Flair still wrestling old. And now that was 15 fucking years ago. So I, I got to watch the back, the back 15 of his 30 year career (laughs) with him being old. Let's kind of like, um, Sean, like when you think of Sean Connery, do you think of old Sean Connery? Yes. Same here. I do. And I just watched The Rock the other day. That movie still fucking rules, by the way. Like, <laughs> like really hard. Like, watch The Rock again. <laughs> and uh, he just died. But in my head, he probably looked the exact same as he did in The Rock, even though that's been 20 years now. Does he look like old Sean Connery in The Rock? He's old Sean Connery in The Rock. He's got the white hair and the white beard and... That's true. He's old Sean Connery in the fucking third Indiana Jones movie. And that was in like the fucking mid eighties, <laughs> maybe late eighties. It's kind of like how Steve Martin has been an old man his entire life. That's true. <laughs> I can't gauge that man's age. He's looked the same. I have owned exactly one undertaker shirt in my, in my life. Really? I, I did own one undertaker shirt in like, Oh, four after he came back as the dead man at WrestleMania 20. Did you buy the Which shirt weird. at Mania? No, no. Um, I just remember I did wear it to high school a couple of times. Which is weird because if you think about like his... It was, it was basically the Undertaker symbol on fire. And I wore that to school. And there were so many times, like, I can look back now and think, like, well, how did the teachers let that happen? As far as they knew, that was like a satanic cross, and they didn't second-guess that for a second. Yet, just a few years prior when we were in grade school, you couldn't wear an Austin 316 shirt because it was blasphemous. <laughs> Public school in a rural community, man. It's wild. Have you gotten your kid any uh, wrestling shirts yet? Not yet. I I have been... I, I, I'm so glad you asked this question because I have a lot of things I can tie into that. Number one, everyone who listens to this show who's a fan of pro wrestling will be happy to know that while I have not bought my kid any pro wrestling uh, onesies yet, which it will happen, it's going to happen, um, not as many good ones as you would think, too, by the way. You would like to think that WWE would just have the option of if there's an adult style of a shirt that you can just slap that thing on a fucking onesie and buy it for him. That's not true. It's like you can only do legends things. Like you can get like an Austin 316 or an NWO on a onesie, which I may end up doing. Um, but the listeners need to know that uh, my son has definitely left little uh, drool and spittle marks on this shoulder and this shoulder on pro wrestling t-shirts from when I have, have tried to burp him or rock him to sleep. I get little white splotches on Stun Owen Stun shirts or my Undisputed Era shirt. 
So uh, he, my son is, is frequently cuddling up with some kind of pro wrestling t-shirt when he spends time with dad. Um, Chris actually had a question for you. Chris from the curtain jerks. Sure. He asked uh, if like when you've been up late at night with, with your son, have you watched any wrestling yet? And if so, what have you been so, watching? So the answer to that is no. To this point, I, I have not had the chance to uh, be up with him late and, and do any sort of viewing. That that day may be coming. I actually get my one-month paternity leave from work here in a couple of weeks, uh, start of December. So that may come up at some point. Thankfully, to this point, he's been very, very good at night. He likes to sleep in, in like, you know, two and a half, three hour intervals. And he basically just wakes up once to feed and then goes right back to sleep. Um, so I haven't had any issues with just needing to hang out with him and watch anything yet, but I'm sure that that day is coming. And uh, he's too young right now. So obviously he hasn't watched anything with me, but I do look forward Debatable. to the day when I can take him to <laughs> whatever. Um, I do look forward to the day when I can take him to his first show. Cause that will be a thing. Can I come? Yes, Garrett, you can come. <laughs> and no, we're not taking him to a GCW show or whatever that, whatever guy's blood sport where there's not actually a ring. Josh Barnett's blood sport is not allowed there. Yeah, no, no. Those are off limits until he's a few years older. Speaking of blood sport, we have had so much wrestling happen since the last time you and I recorded. I doubt it. <laughs> well, the collective happened. Everybody got COVID. How do you feel about that? It made... Wasn't there a whole bunch of people being like, they shouldn't do this. There will be a COVID outbreak. And then they did it. And there was a COVID outbreak. And you were supposed to be there. Yeah. I was too scared to go. And I don't so regret your fears... it. <laughs> I, you know, I watched uh, all of it from home. All of it. There were like 12 shows. So that weekend, me, uh, Tegums, and Dalton just watched all that shit and were texting the whole the, time. Oh, you didn't do it like in a Zoom? No, no, no. Didn't do it in a Zoom. What did you think of, uh, since last night, what, what did you think of Full Gear? Shit, I was trying. Like, I thought you were going back further. I I do remember Full Gear. Full Gear was great. Was it? It really was. Have you not watched it yet? I haven't. You're like, dude. I got a fucking kid. <laughs> My schedule is very different now than it was a month ago. What was the last wrestling you got to watch? Mm, I think I watched um, an episode of Dynamite a few weeks ago been a while it's still been good i will say it's not fair because if you do follow any wrestling on social media you can get enough clips to kind of know what's going on essentially without actually watching the show uh, so i do keep up with things but i haven't watched like full matches in weeks in weeks man um yeah i was gonna ask you something in relation to AEW. Oh, was it weird uh, seeing the, uh, <clears throat> the whatever, the preview or the commercial advertising AEW Revolution pop up? 
Was there like a weird thing that triggered in you? Like, holy shit. Wait, is that really <laughs> like, the next that's... pay-per-view? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that happened at full gear. I did get to see that when that, when that went live was them being like, get ready for AEW revolution. And me being like, fuck that was back when things were still kind of normal. That was like the last fun thing we did. Yes, it, it really was. So how many white claws in are you officially? Uh, this is, I mean, I usually only do two, but this is today feels special. So this is three. You're three claws in for this episode. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. I walked around outside today with my headphones in, uh, just listening to old episodes of the show. Not like multiple. What but... episode? What episode did you listen to today to prepare for this? Uh, I I actually listened to one where you had just watched three hours of Bill Goldberg matches without anyone telling you to. <laughs> I volunteered for that, didn't I? You didn't tell me you were going to do it. You just showed up and you said, I just watched three hours of Goldberg matches today. And that wasn't <laughs> including entrances. So you you said it was like three hours of just in-ring Goldberg shit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the same seven moves a whole bunch of times, which that's being generous. It may only be like four or five. Um. Yeah, I mean, if this is my last official time as a co-host of here, of this show, um, I will say part of my job, like in, in the pro, ref, pro wrestling industry, part of my job on the way out is to put this show over and I'm going to fucking do it. Um, I feel like we were underappreciated in my time here. Not, not because of me, but I feel like you and I set out when we started this podcast, we wanted to do something that was a little bit different. And I know that there's a, there's a few people that have confirmed this with us. Uh, we have a few regular listeners who have said this. We, when we started this, we tried to keep the show primarily positive. That was one of our main objectives when we started. And I feel like for the most part, we did that. Even if we were being negative or ripping on something, we always tried to make it less bitchy and more funny. And I think for the most part, we've, we've accomplished that goal. I think if, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, when it comes to pro wrestling podcasts, they're, they're a dime a dozen. And I think we knew that from day one. Um, when we started this, I think what we offered that was different is this. Every pro wrestling fan can go start a podcast and they can review a pay-per-view or they can review a match and just talk about five stars, negative two stars. This is what Meltzer said. That's easy to do. And I think the thing that we really brought to the table that was different was we really kind of focused on that idea of we wanted to make it seem like you were sitting on the sofa with your friends bullshitting about something that you only kind of half knew, understood. And I I think from day one, no matter how much we love pro wrestling or, not, or no matter how much we think we understand about it, we were always open about the fact that we were really just a couple of, of fans. Um, Marks, that really if you will. didn't know shit. Marks. We were the objective for a while was to bring it back, but I don't know if it ever actually happened or to make it ours. And uh, I think the thing that was underappreciated about our my time here, or our, our time doing this together regularly was that I, li- I would like to think we were offering something a little bit different um, that we could 
yeah, we could talk about whatever WWE pay-per-view was the night before, but we would, it, it never once was out of the realm of possibility that we would take a half hour detour to talk about something that had absolutely nothing to do with the pay-per-view or absolutely nothing to do with pro wrestling. Or if it did, it was in the most marginal, tiny microscopic way ever that we would finally tie that back in to the original topic. Um, and it was always meant to make people laugh or to be fun. Um, and like I said, there's so many, there's so many podcasts that will just review a pay-per-view for you or give you their thoughts. But if everybody's giving you their thoughts on the show and nothing else, there's no flavor. And I thought this show has had a lot of flavor since, since the day we started it. And it's funny because when I was thinking about coming and recording this episode today, one of the things that we talk about frequently is man, do you remember those early episodes, like the first five to 10 episodes before we had really hit our stride and figured out what we wanted to do when it felt so awkward? Like, how do we start an episode? Did that sound okay? And a lot of it was just us being like, I think it went okay. We'll get better. We'll get better <laughs> at it. Like, it was okay, but also immediately behind that, you have to chase it with, yeah, it it probably sounded horrible, but of course it did. If you record it, they will come. And they did. I hope we made a lot of people come. We did. I. It would have been nice if you could have compiled a list of all of the countries that at least had one download of our, <laughs> <laughs> of our, of our fucking podcast to know all of the nations across this globe that we have reached. I'm always shocked when we get any downloads. So the fact that like throughout quarantine and even just this entire time, We've been getting downloads. It's fucking crazy to me that you guys tune in to listen to this. I think some of the stuff that we, when I look back on it, we did some wild things going back to, if you go back to what we were talking about earlier with like Starcast weekend, like we got to interview Jeff Cobb and we got to interview MJF and have him run us down. Like that's documented. Like we, we got to, we got to sit there with blue meanie. A man who got his ass beat by JBL because JBL is a fucking bully. We we had Ron Funches on the show while we were awkwardly projecting our voices through the lobby of a hotel. It's true. I mean, we had Ron Funches on this show. Ron Funches was officially on an episode of Predetermined to Pro Wrestling Hangout. Maxwell Jacob Friedman was officially on an episode of predetermined to pro wrestling hangout. We had um, a room full of people excited to play video games, be mad at us because they wanted to focus on playing their video game. And we've got to run down insane clown posse on this show, which I never supported. What are you afraid of now? Are you going to ask one of them to co-host with you going forward? And now you're afraid they're going to say no. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, Sh- <laughs> I feel like Shaggy Too Dope would Shaggy. be like, he's like, now that Derek is gone, I'm finally here. Break out the Fago, man. Um, so there's a lot of things that we got to do. Like just just getting to the whole Starcast experience was wild, and and I can't stress this enough. I know I've said it before. That first Starcast was the Wild West. 
there were there were no as far as i could tell there were rules but they were not being enforced there were places you were not supposed to go that if you just walked in confidently with a lanyard hanging around your neck you were in <laughs> god i miss having a lanyard that had power i can see the lanyard that has power from where i'm currently sitting it's still hanging up in this room um so that was a lot of fun, but I but I also think going to the shows and reviewing things, and we always had that next show that we were looking forward to going to that was always you know three to six months away. More than anything, it was it was always fun knowing that I was going to see you a couple times a year, and we were going to watch some wrestling together. That's that's been a great thing. Um, I actually I agree you- with you, like because one of the things that throughout our relationship. Are you know since we were babies to now, uh, there's definitely been pieces where we fall out of touch, but when we come back, it's like no, we haven't missed a beat. We're just always, uh, you know, pick right up where we left off. And I think that's what's weird is I've never really felt like we've fallen out of touch. We're just not in touch as much as we used to be. Like there's always one finger still touching, but especially in the last few years since we started this, which I've, I've had a, a such a blast doing this. Um, what are, what are some of your favorite memories? Like what are things that stand out to you that you didn't think would be a thing? Like, are you still convinced that Otis, like did, did Otis fucking listen to our podcast? They seem to focus too much on the jizz aspect of that. Like his coming. I think somebody told him. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go this to that, you get to Chris Jericho unblocking you. Obviously, right? Something got to Chris Jericho that got him to do that. Uh, you know, yeah. just little things like that. But also, like you said, the friends that we've made a- along the way. I didn't know who Nick Gage was before this podcast. Now he's like my favorite wrestler. I wanted to bring that up specifically because that's a fun mini story within this whole big story, which is that when we first were introduced to the character of Nick Gage, it was basically we portrayed him as somebody's letting Charles Manson wrestle for some reason. And by the end of this, this chapter anyway, um, Nick Gage is a sweetheart who's doing cameos for our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's a real thing. Um, he's had one of the greatest are, story arcs on this show for sure. Like Nick Gage's story arc, Otis's story arc, MJF's story arc, hangman pages story arc was one of the first <laughs> stories at the beginning of this podcast where you rejected an autograph from him because he just wasn't hot shit enough for you at that point. And then if you had known <laughs> within a couple of years, <laughs> and he understood too that's the other thing that makes him the the ultimate baby face he's like you don't want my autograph i get it (laughs) but he did give me an eight by ten he still gave me an autographed eight by ten of him and the bucks what a lovely man he really is the fact that i ever there was a point in my life where i wasn't a huge hangman mark fuck me is that embarrassing (laughs) is that embarrassing (laughs) like (laughs) And you know what? We're going to get um, to that same point with uh, shit. Who's the guy that's in Bullet Club now? Chase Owens. 
<laughs> that's gonna be a day where chase owens is the shit where i'm just like fuck it why why was i sleeping on chase owens this whole time who has been your favorite person uh during the last two two and three quarters years whose uh, story and whose uh rise has been the most fun for you to follow fuck there's so many i mean going back to pwg really being the place that captured my imagination with pro wrestling and brought me back into it. It's, I mean, put it this way. Like from where I saw the young bucks, the first time I saw them, I'm holding their book right now. Right. You know, like how far the young bucks have come. I would say like guys like Ricochet. I mean, that's a guy that I loved so much that I saw at the beginning of this, that just kind of didn't. Where is Ricochet? He's on Raw, I think. Missed that guy. I know he I know he got selected in the draft. I don't know. It was just crazy seeing guys like Marco Stunt at uh Southern Underground Pro and then now seeing him on my TV every week. Um who else? B- really Would in- you have guessed that Orange Cassidy? I mean like some like that. Like like just a couple years ago you describing Orange Cassidy to me. I think he's somebody that I would have expected to eventually make it, but not to the extent. It's also been a wild year in terms of just negative things. Like if I. You mean 2020? Well, yeah, but I mean, like if I had told you like the downfall of like, and I don't mean this in a, and I'm not downplaying it, but like Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan was like the hottest independent wrestler for years. And now just fucking poof, that's not a thing anymore. Did you see this fucking story come out the other day about Cody? No. Some guy, um, Matthew from Botchamania retweeted him. This is guy this is this guy who was a producer for AEW for this first year. Uh, or or he like I can't remember what he did. Um but he basically posted this really long testimonial story about how he was treated like shit at AEW primarily by one of his managers and specifically Cody, Cody hated him and treated him like shit. And I guess he recently got fired and he came out with this whole story about how they had to like separate him. They had to move him out of the room anytime Cody came and it's like, uh, go back and read it. So there's been a little bit of backlash on that. There's been backlash on fucking Jericho in the last couple months. Much of it deserved. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I don't want to wind up back on his block list. You got but, uh, actually you bringing up Cody made me think of this is a story I don't think we ever told on the show. When I went to uh, San Francisco to that G one special, right the after the Cow Palace. Yeah, I was with a buddy of mine that I met at Wrestle Kingdom, and I r- ran into him again. And he was friends with Cody Rhodes, like agent or manager. I don't know which the guy yeah. was. And uh, I will tell you, he hated the name of our podcast. Really? Oh, yeah. He told me it was a terrible name. And what would he have recommended in, in, in its place? Did you explain to him that there's not a lot of fucking options left? He didn't understand why I had to defend pro wrestling ever to begin with. Because I, I was like, well, predetermined is the word we use to defend pro wrestling. And he's like, why do you have to defend it? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Have you ever, are you a real wrestling fan? Have you ever been told, do you know this is real or this is fake? 
You, to me, like when we came up with it, it was always the cliche of, hey, 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 it's not fake. It's predetermined. Like it was that, like, like had he really never heard of that fucking, I don't know, but while, so we, weird. while we ate uh, In-N-Out burgers, this guy, like, I felt like was really running me down. <laughs> and that is a lot of the pro wrestling community. And that's why we've tried to create a pro wrestling safe space of sorts here. I'm not going to say we're all inclusive. I have certainly done my part to make sure that members of ICP and Goldberg and Bill Goldberg <laughs> are not welcome here. Um, I was certainly when I when I leave this uh, podcast behind me on a more regular basis, I'm still going to be scared that New Jack possibly listened to an episode and might decide that I deserve to die for saying anything negative about him. Um, Derek, what? Oh, holy shit! I'm sorry that I just interrupted you. What? I just thought of something that, like, during our two-month hiatus that we've had, something happened. There was a night where there was a 15-minute block of time where legitimately it seemed like Nick Gage might sleep at my house. Yeah, you should tell this story. This may this may be a good note to go out on. <laughs> so, this may be as good as it gets. So there was one night that Leah and I were on the couch. It was pretty late at night. It was almost midnight, I want to say. And Nick Gage had on Instagram put out a video where he's like, I'm in Nashville. Somebody stole my wallet. Somebody stole all this shit. I'm stuck here. I don't have anywhere to go. I live close to the airport, Derek. (laughs) Nick Gage was less than 10 minutes away from me. So what happened next here? So I sent him like, basically he was asking for help and nobody had offered actual help yet. So I tweeted or I sent back to him. Hey, I live by the airport. Do you still need help? And the conversation that I had with my wife right before that, where it was like, I know it's a pandemic, but can I let my hero come sleep in our bed? At midnight. At midnight. And she was very hesitant where she was like, it's a pandemic, but she's like, we can't just leave him at the airport. So yeah, message him. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody who may as well be a complete stranger to your wife, but because you know him from, from, fake fight land <laughs> that would uh that could have easily been the greatest night of my life had it happened or the worst depending upon how it went yeah i mean he probably wasn't going to be in a good mood to begin with but there it is my favorite thing on this podcast that we've done uh is when i got to go to vegas and eat breakfast with nick gage that was your favorite thing that was i mean at that event was that surreal that was really weird. And just getting to talk to him and him being nice, seeing him eat a plate of eggs. Uh, that was the same day that Joey Janela prank called Enzo Amore. Is it weird to think that this guy that you are a big fan of, um, the first time you saw him was the back of a Foreman Mills in a suburb outside of Chicago late at night. Uh, having a match where you were absolutely terrified and your seat did get blood on it. If I recall, Oh, I got his Um, fucking blood all over my hands when I touched my seat again. And so that's, that was your introduction to Nick Gage. You followed that man across the country to go have breakfast with him in Las Vegas. That's dedication. And that's, that's a fine story arc. If only I don't think we could ever get him on this show because I I feel like this just isn't his cup of tea. So if there if there if there was one thing that somebody asked me 
Like, do you have any regrets from doing this show? I will say that the <laughs> one thing that I had fun with at StarCast, I wish we had been able to do a little bit more interviews because I think in my mind at one time, I really wanted this to be a lot, like not every episode, but I did want to have episodes that felt like Space Ghost Coast to Coast. <laughs> and I really wanted to have interviews that were like where they were in on the fact that we were a couple of fucking marks and that it was awkward and there were going to be a lot of lewd jokes that they had to sit through and questions that had nothing to do with pro wrestling but we just wanted to know how they felt like it would have been nice to interview nick gage and see how he felt about the new spider-man i promise you he he hasn't seen it because they have done a couple episodes of um ask mdk on the independent wrestling network or independentwrestling.com and he did say his current favorite tv show or really his only favorite tv show is supermarket sweep really yeah (laughs) (laughs) didn't somebody ask him about animal crossing if he liked it he had never heard of it no but they did ask um Man, I don't I don't know what, what to end on. I will say this, if I could, I want to say thank you to everyone I said thank you to earlier. Thank you to all of our friends that we've made over the last few years. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. You guys have always engaged us, and uh, the feedback has always been great. It's always been nice to hear that people have laughed and enjoyed the show. We've, we've apparently helped some people through tough times. Um, We've inspired people. We've created what I would call small phenomenons, small cultural phenomenons. I do think that when you can get other people beyond your immediate circle of friends to refer to a wrestler as jizz, um, and people <laughs> understand why. When you look at them, they go, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, so we have trended a few things. What would you say... I guess I'll give my my two bits on this because I I have really no regrets on anything and I've had nothing but fun experiences and this has been something I was was looking forward to. I mean, it was always something to look forward to when it was time to record. Uh, Doing it with you has been a blast. I've had people reach out to me after listening to this podcast and they've said to me, you know, hey, listening to your show makes me want to go do a podcast. And... To anyone who's thinking about that, I would say this, go for it. Um, And I need to give you props here because a lot of people don't know this. I'm sure they maybe they suspect as much. You, Garrett, put in a lot of work and time and money into getting this thing off the ground. However far it's been off the ground since we started. Um, But the, the idea was yours. And, and making a podcast be on, um, Apple iTunes and Spotify that takes work and that takes time and money and effort. And you put all of that in early on and made it happen. Um, so it, it is, it is, there is work. And I would recommend if you, if you really want to do a podcast, um, be prepared for that stuff. Garrett would be the guy to ask because he had to buy, uh, gigabytes of space online to store all of our audio uh, and then to hook us up with the licensing to get uh, our podcast distributed on the different servers. Um, 
but if somebody wants to start a podcast, I would recommend doing it. And it doesn't matter. Um, it, like, don't listen to anybody else. Like, don't listen to any, don't let anybody tell you how to do the show. Do it however you want to do it. It doesn't matter if you do it once a week, once a month, only a couple a year. If you want to go record a podcast, uh, have fun with it and go wild and look in and, and look into it and how to do it and do the research. I'm sure you can reach out to one of us and we can give you some tips. There's some easy ways to go about doing it, but it's been a lot of fun and it's something I'd talked about doing for a long time before we started this one. Um, you had a lot of connections earlier on to kind of fill in some of the holes like you, like our logo, like the, the predetermined sofa sitting in the ring. That was an idea that you came up with, but you had one of your friends come up with that design and make it happen. Thank you, Anthony Canassis. And obviously we referenced earlier our, our, the, the theme music for our podcast. That was another friend, Josh Hendricks. Yeah. Now this is, so, yeah, this has been a fucking blast, man. Um, it's, and it's not over. It's not I'm over on that Brock Lesnar schedule. I know, but at the same time, like it feels like the end of an era. Like it is much fun as I'm going to have continuing the show. It'll never be the same without you. Oh, this has been like, honestly, like for the last three years, I've gotten to hang out with my best friend once a week, shoot the shit about wrestling. And for some reason, people listen. They did. And it's been, it's been fun doing it with you. And it's, we've, there's going to be things that we forget about and it's, they're going to come back to us at different times. Things that we've discussed. Like I said, there's going to be different things that we created <laughs> culture around, I guess. Um, I had never heard the term fuck finish before I started this podcast with you. I got that from you. Um, so, uh, I mean, fuck. Anytime I hear Brock Lesnar speak, I'm going to think about your Irish, Scottish <laughs> Brock Lesnar accent. Um, there's a lot of different little things that are going to come back that we've done. And, and here's the fun thing. It's not like it was a cheapie. We didn't just do this for six months. This has been coming up on three years of us pumping out episodes. Um, so do you want to kind of segue into what the, the show is going to be once I, I get booted out of my office here? Oh, that sounds so sad to say. No, I, I hope that <laughs> I hope that you'll pop back in when you have the time to watch wrestling. Like, I hope that yes, when you have some time to sit down and watch some shit that you'll never hesitate to reach out and be like, Hey, this week is Derek time. Cause I, you're always, it's not like the show's ending. It's just this version of the show is going. You're away. still this, the key's still under the door doormat, right? Yeah. You're not, we're not changing the locks, Derek. You're welcome back. <laughs> this is still, this is still your show too. It's just, this show has kept me sane. Um, I need something creative to work on and I'll be honest, these last few months have been pretty rough as far as just like just mentally from COVID and everything. Um, finally going to a therapist again. So feeling good there. Good for you. Yeah. That's and good. I recommend if you think you need to go to a therapist, get the fuck out there and go to a therapist. Uh, I, I've needed to do that for a long time, but like taking a couple months off of this has been, uh, it's been hard. I miss, I miss doing this every week. So I think what I'm going to do 
is I'm going to try and bring in a rotating cast of friends. So uh, to start off, I know my buddy Dustin, you, which at, at my wedding, there were two best men. There was Derek, who was dressed as Kevin Owens, and Dustin, who was dressed as Marty Skrull, who we can't dress as anymore. <laughs> uh, Dustin does not watch pro wrestling, Derek. So this is going to be fun getting to show him things. This is going to be like he's my child, and I'm going to start. It's gonna. Is it going to be a little bit like the scene in Clockwork Orange where they make Alex watch all the... Uh... <laughs> all of the disgusting world war ii footage with his eyes peeled open i think it will be i've had i've actually been having dustin watch some death matches with me every once in a while dustin's one of the few people that i talk to every single day of my life and are we are gonna bicker like an old couple and i'm gonna show him some people getting cut up and bleeding and maybe even some classics I'm excited. I'm the funny thing is I'm just as excited to watch or not watch, but listen to episodes that don't involve me. I think that was one of my favorite things in the time doing the show is that when there were episodes where you did sit-ins with Leo or somebody else, I liked listening to those episodes maybe even more so because I liked to see the dynamic when it wasn't me in the chair with you. Um just to see how that was. So I'm and I, I think that idea is exciting. Which means you're going to be once again you you are going to be the consistent heartbeat, the the vein that flows through the show. So I will still be listening. I will be back. This isn't the last time you've heard from me. I'm sure I will be bitching about Goldberg and other things in the future. Can you can we make a promise that you'll be back for the Big Four? And by the Big Four, I mean AEW's four pay per views. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we swerved you. Um, yeah, we can try to do that. I still haven't seen full gear. It seems appropriate that given the nature of things in the last year that I would be back for AEW revolution, considering that's where a lot of this started. That's the last show we went to together. So yeah, I think we can make that happen. I'm sure there will be things that pop up that I'm going to shoot a text your way and be like, Hey, I'm going to have a day this week. Need to record because I can get some stuff off my chest. Um, especially when you get that so yeah. month of paternity leave, I feel like you're going to be watching some stuff in there somewhere. I would like to think I will. Uh, it's, it's wild to think I'm going to have them like over four weeks away from work. And obviously I'm going to be doing a lot of dad stuff in that time when, uh, when Megan goes back to work, when I have a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with my kid, but I'm looking forward to, uh, what the future holds for predetermined to pro wrestling hangout. And I'm looking forward to seeing where you, where you steer this ship. I think you and Chris from the curtain jerk should do an episode together about just being wrestle dads. Maybe that will be a, that absolutely would be a great fucking show. Give me, give me the week off and then you guys do your thing. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Well, it Anything is. Anything else to add? No, I think uh, still follow Derek on social media. He's at Halloween Halpin on all the social medias. We're at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. We're at Wrestle Hangout on. Holy shit, you do all the social media stuff. So I. No one's going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Here's. I've been, I've been waiting to say this for like a year. I don't know this because I haven't checked in a while. Um, I'm pretty sure the last P 
pinned tweet you have on your Twitter profile is a pinned tweet of you promoting the go home episode to the WrestleMania that Ronda Rousey was in the main event of. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that might have been March or April of 2019. I'm a hard man to get a hold of. I don't do social media very as as much as I promote our social media on here. I don't. If you want Garrett's phone number, it's two (laughs) one (laughs) seven. If you want to reach out to Garrett, he loves getting bombarded with texts and phone calls all at once from everybody. I'm trying to do better. I'm I'm kind of (laughs) honestly, I'm one of the hardest friends to probably keep in touch with because I don't really text much. I don't do social media much. I need to get better at it. If I could say, if I could tie this back into pro wrestling, you do have an inner circle of people that you do stay in touch with pretty regularly. It's hard to get into that rotation, and I get it. I understand. It always seems like a big task when you start messaging somebody. You're like, oh, man, is this going to be somebody I'm in touch with regularly again? Do I have time for that? I just had a kid. My schedule just changed entirely within the last uh, month and a half. So, Plus, I'll be really good at more dad jokes by the next time I do an episode with you. Oh, God damn. And you said that uh, December is the month you have off. Yes, beginning of December through uh, beginning of January. Well, we'll all look forward to having you check back in and give us an update on how everything's going. I'm sure things will be dramatically different. Not. And things over here are probably going to be fucking weird with Dustin and whoever else I can get to come on weekly and just bullshit about pro wrestling with me. I'm looking forward to those episodes, man. Uh, thank you to everyone who's ever listened to a single episode of the show. If you're still listening, thank you for all of the uh, the reviews, all of the comments, the tweets, the Facebook posts, um, the videos, the songs. We've had people do songs and erotic fan fiction. Um, so thank you to all of our friends out there and uh, look forward to more things to come for this podcast. There's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope now you hit have... our goddamn music, Garrett, please. <laughs>